is Eddie Rogge on stage at Memorial Hall. They're getting ready for the rehearsal of Showboat that opens tonight. Andy. Andy. Uh, well, I don't think you can compare the movies today. You have to, unless you compare the audiences of today, because it's what the audiences today wants compared to what the audiences of, say, my era wanted, you know? Uh-huh. Probably the people uh, of my time would, uh, I don't know how you could compare them. It would be awfully hard, you know? See, we had the Hayes organization that wouldn't let you uh, say or do any of those things, and now it's altogether different. So it's hard to compare with the producers. As long as people buy a certain product, that's what they're going to make, you know? <laughs> But still, you have a show like this, which is a wonderful show. was first produced in 1927, so way over 40 years old. And About your age. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And it's an old-timer, but still we played the packed house. We have a very famous man here, Mr. Andy Devine. Nice to see you, Andy. Thank you, Betty. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Andy Devine, you made so many movies with Gene Autry. How many? No, I was with Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. We were all at the same studio. We were at Republic Studio. I was with Roy, and then I went on with Guy Madison to make the Wild Bill Hickok series, you know. But I was with Roy, and Smiley Burnett That's was right. with Gene, but yes. With Gene? With Gene, yes. But you, uh, didn't, but you didn't actually no, make movies with Gene. No, I didn't actually work with Gene. I hear, no. I hear from Terrence Monk it's kind of hard to keep you from, from dancing all the time. Oh. Is that how you keep your figure, Andy? Oh, I, my figure, yes. It's easy to keep. It's easy to keep. It's wonderful to see. I understand your wife's here with you. Yes, yes. She's been traveling with me. Uh -huh. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Andy, where do you make your home? Oh, we live in a little area south of Los Angeles called Newport Beach. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, yeah, we love it. We've lived there now about 14 years and uh, like it very much. Well, Andy, I'm sorry I got you confused with Gene Autry. No, that's wonderful because so many people... Uh, I think they do, don't they? They do because, yes, because I'll tell you how closely we are that when Smiley passed away, which was only last year, yes. Mrs. Devine got mail saying how sorry oh. they were. That's how close that people associated the two of us together. How many movies did you make, Andy? Honey, from the silence to the TV today... It's pretty close to 400. 400 movies. Yes. Thank you, Andy Devine. James Butler Bill Hickok was born on May 27, 1837 in LaSalle County, Illinois. An excellent marksman from a young age. In 1855, he became a Kansas abolitionist jayhawker. From there, he became a constable, joined the Pony Express Parent Company, was badly wounded by a bear, and committed his first justifiable homicide. This was all before the age of 25. During the Civil War, Hickok became a Union Army teamster, a wagon master, joined the Kansas Brigade, and became a spy for the Provost Marshal of Missouri. He was also a gambler and drinker, known to carouse for days at a time. On July 21, 1865, Hickok took part in his first duel, killing a man named Davis Tutt. He shot Tutt through the heart from 75 yards away. A subsequent interview with Harper's New Monthly Magazine 
labeled him Wild Bill for the first time. Rather than become an outlaw, Hickok became a lawman. He was soon a deputy marshal at Fort Riley and scouted for Custer's 7th Cavalry. By December of 1867, he was a marshal in Hayes City and later sheriff of the same town. In April of 1871, he became marshal in Abilene, Kansas. That October, Hickok justifiably killed a saloon owner named Phil Coe. But during the fight, Hickok saw a man running towards him. He wheeled and fired, killing what turned out to be his own deputy. The event haunted Hickok the rest of his life. It was the last time he was ever involved in a gunfight. Radio's version bore little resemblance to the real man. The format was the same used by the producers of Hopalong Cassidy and the Cisco Kid. Bill's comic sidekick, Jingles B. Jones, was voiced by the famed Andy Devine. Guy Madison was Wild Bill. Hollywood regulars supported. The show first aired over Mutual on May 27, 1951. On May 14, 1954, the episode was called Dangerous Advice. Kellogg's, the greatest name in cereals, presents... Wild Bill Hickok! Hiya, neighbors! Strap on your shooting irons and let's saddle up for another thrill-packed Wild Bill Hickok adventure with Guy Madison as Wild Bill and Andy Devine, that's me, as his pal Jingles. Brought to you by the cereal you can eat out of the bowl or out of the box. The cereal with the sweetening already on it, Kellogg's Sugar Pops. Today, Kellogg's Sugar Pops, the cereal with the sweetening already on it, brings you Wild Bill Hickok, transcribed in Hollywood and starring Guy Madison as Wild Bill and Andy Devine as his pal Jingles. In just 30 seconds, you'll hear the exciting story, Dangerous Advice. Know when Kellogg's sugar corn pops taste best? Any time you eat them. They're wonderful with milk or cream for breakfast. And for a snack, nothing beats sugar corn pops. Because they're not just sugar-coated, they're shot with sugar. You get shot with sugar flavor in every bite. From a bowl, from a box, any time of day, sugar corn pops are best. So next time Mom goes shopping, let her know you want those shot with sugar Kellogg's Sugar Corn Pops. United States Marshal Wild Bill Hickok and his big deputy Jingles ran across many strange people in their work of upholding the law in the Old West. But one of the strangest they ever met was a mild-mannered little professor who soon had the two lawmen involved in dangerous advice. All I've got to say is that this is a heck of a day to have to work, Bill Hickok. Jingles, any day is a bad day to work as far as you're concerned. Oh, you make it sound like I'm lazy or something. All I object to is working on a holiday. What holiday is this? It's my grandma Sadie's birthday. And ever since I can remember, the Jones family always took a holiday on her birthday. Well, I don't think the U.S. Marshal's office considers that a legal holiday, partner. 
Besides, with Jug Farrow and his gang shooting up the country, we'd have to work even if it was Christmas Day. What's that no-good weasel done now, Bill? Oh, he and his gun hands pulled a raid on the bank in Cactus Junction. Shut up the bank manager and Sheriff Wilson. So, with the sheriff out of action, it's up to us to run down the varmint and put him in jail. That's about the size of it. And I don't know just where to start. Jug and his gang are holed up somewhere here in the mountains, but I don't know where. Yeah, we'll just start looking. Speaking of looking, <laughs> take a look at what's on the road up ahead of us. Yeah, I see it. An old-fashioned covered wagon. Yeah, I haven't seen a real prairie schooner like that for years, Bill. Wonder what it's doing way out here. Let's go find out. Get up there, Buckshot. Move along, Joker. You know, I thought most of the covered wagons went to California with the 49ers during the gold rush. Well, maybe one of them didn't find gold and he's coming back. The gold rush was 20 years ago, Jingles. Well, maybe he didn't give up very easy. Whoa, Joker, who? Easy, Buckshot. Who? Funny. Just sitting here with the horses hitched and nobody around. Maybe somebody's inside. It don't look like it. No, nobody in here. Bill, we've discovered a mystery. Well, whoever's been driving this rig is around someplace. The horses are still warm. Hey, Bill, look there. That sign painted on the canvas. Yeah, wonder what that's all about. I'll read it to you. Horace Early Bird Advisory Service. Advice on any subject. Nominal fees. Advice guaranteed. I can read, Jingles. I just wonder what it means. It means Horace Early Bird is in the advice business. Well, Horace Early Bird is in a part of the country where giving too much advice can be very dangerous. Now, folks around here don't like to be told what to do. Now, I'm wondering what sort of a gent Mr. Early Bird is. I'm wondering where Mr. Early Bird is. Probably looking for a worm. <laughs> That's a dandy. Hello there. Here I am. Bill. All right, Jingles. He's up on that rock above us. Uh, hey, you gentlemen looking for advice or just uh, uh, passing through? No, we're not looking for advice. What was you doing up on that rock? Oh, oh my goodness, aren't you nosy? I was merely observing the countryside. I'm always observant. That's Horace Early Bird for you. <laughs> That's how I stored up the great fund of knowledge that I dispense in my business. Well, Wild Bill Hickok and Jingles is always observant, too. That's how we catch all the owl hoots that make up our business. Wild Bill Hickok? That must be you. That's right, Mr. Early Bird. I'm the U.S. Marshal around here. And I'm Jingles, his big old jolly deputy. Oh, <laughs> say you are, aren't you? Big that, is that all you? Since you're always observing, maybe you saw a few riders heading through this way. Yeah, we're looking for as mean a bunch of bank bandits as you ever saw. A bank bandit? Oh, my goodness. As a matter of fact, I did see a group of men, uh, three of them, to be precise, stopped and asked me for advice about the trail I'd just come over. Oh, yes, and they didn't pay me for my services. You gonna charge us for that bit of information? Oh, no, 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 no. It's my civic duty to offer assistance at no charge to officials of the law. Good. <laughs> We're getting it for free, Bill. Which way did these three riders go? Well, as a matter of fact, they left the trail and they headed back into that little canyon. You see that little canyon right there where the stream flows through? Uh, see, what's back in there? Nothing but a bunch of rocks and caves. Bill, that's Wilderness Canyon. That's an awful place to have to trail anybody. It sure is. There's a place for a bushwhacker to hide at every turn. Yeah, well, if you're going in there after them, let me give you some advice. Well, as long as we're getting it for nothing. Well, if I were you, Jingles, 
Now, let me see. What would I... Oh, yes. I'd move your left holster a little farther forward. Yes, that's right. And sit up. Sit up straighter in the saddle. Yeah. It looks to me like you're a little bit off balance there. Oh, it does, huh? Well, it looks to me like you're a little unbalanced yourself. Now, I've been riding this way and carrying my guns this way for a long time. And I ain't had no trouble yet. Well, have it your own way. I only offer advice. My customers don't have to take it. Well, thanks anyway, Mr. Early Bird. Come on, Jingles. Let's head into Wilderness Canyon. Nerve of that little guy telling me how to ride and carry my gun. He just wanted to help, Jingles. Hey, let's pull up here a minute and have a look. We're getting into the steep part of the canyon. Yep, oh, Joker. Easy, Buckshot. Woo, I. You're sure right about this canyon, Bill. Big rocks to hide behind wherever you look. Why, there could be one of Jug Farrell's gang on the other side of this boulder right here. Yeah, I suppose there could be. There's three of us, Hickok. Hmm? Get your hands up. Bill! Don't turn around. Each of us has got two guns pointing right at your back. Not much we can do, then. Get your hands up, Jingle. They're up. Somehow I got the feeling that things just ain't working out the way they should. Kellogg's sugar corn pops hit the mark. Yes, sir, those shot with sugar golden puffs of corn are perfect first thing in the morning with a little milk or cream poured over them. No need to mess with a sugar bowl, remember, because the sweetening's already on them. Yep, better than you could do it yourself. Why, each and every golden nugget of corn is shot with sugar. And that makes sugar corn pops hit the market snack time, too, Wranglers. Like in the middle of the morning, after lunch, or when you're sitting listening to the radio or reading a good western. Mmm, that's mighty sweet eating. Sugar corn pops aren't just sugar-coated. They're shot with sugar so that you get shot with sugar flavor in every bite. And say, because it's such a swell cereal and snack, you'll need a large box of sugar corn pops. Tell Mom to look for the picture of Guy Madison or Andy Devine galloping his horse on the front of the package and look for those magic words, shot with sugar. And she's sure to bring home those mm-mm Kellogg's sugar corn pops. Yippee! Sugar pops. They're sugar-coated, tastes so sweet. Just pour on some milk. Oh, boy, they're neat. Kellogg's sugar corn pops. Sugar pops are pops. While Bill and Jingles had just ridden into Wilderness Canyon on the trail of the bank robbers when they stopped for a look at the rough country around them, Instantly, they were covered by the guns of Jug Farrow and his gang. Now make a move, Hickok, or I'll blow a hole right in your back. Get their guns, Dutch. Right, Jug. Funny, you take your rope and tie them to that pine tree. Put one of them on each side, back to back. Tie them so tight they can't possibly get loose. You mean you got Wild Bill Hickok cold in front of your sights and you're letting him live? Shut up. I know what I'm doing. By the time he gets loose, we'll be so far gone, he'll never catch us. But just in case we do get picked up sometime, I don't want Hickok's killing on my head. I'm glad to hear that, Farrell. I'm not doing you any favors. I just know what a lot of folks would do to me for killing you. Well, I feel a lot safer now. Get your hands back up. Look out for him, Farrell. Hold it. I said I didn't want to kill you. 
But if you make one move, I will. Let me give you a little careful, advice. Careful, Jingles, careful. You know you don't like anybody giving you advice. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've done enough talking. Finish tying him up, Bonnie. All done, Farrell. Now let's get out of here. As long as this smart star pack is still alive, I ain't riding easy. Yeah, sure, let's go. <laughs> I hope somebody comes along this trail in a few days and finds you, Hickok. <laughs> Be too bad if you and Jingles starve to death. We'll get loose somehow. And when we do, look out. Me and Bill get you three sidewinders if we have to trail you to the North Pole. Now let me give you a little advice, big boy. You keep that mouth of yours shut. Take it easy, Jingles. All right. Farrell, one of these days real soon, you're going to get paid for that slap. With interest. Wild Bill Hickok aired until New Year's Eve, 1954. Mutual brought it back the following July. It ran until February of 1956. In early 1876, Hickok was diagnosed with glaucoma. Fearing blindness, he joined his friends Charlie Utter and Calamity Jane Cannery in Deadwood, Dakota Territory. On August 2, 1876, he was playing poker. He'd badly beaten a man named Jack McCall the night before at cards. Although Hickok usually sat facing the door, no such seats were available. That afternoon, he was playing five-card poker and holding a pair of aces and eights. In 1958, CBS's Frontier Gentleman dramatized the moment. Uh, three. Kendall? Two, please. Mm. Give me one. There's a man's gonna drop dead if he pulls it right. How's about you, Charlie? Uh, two. Dealer takes three. That's one thing I ain't or never hope to be. Your bet, Wild Bill. Well, I'll tell you, friend, I'm gonna make this rough on you. Two bucks. Mm. All right. I call. Not me. And I ain't dropping dead, neither. Well, I'll see you. I'm a sucker. What do you got, Wild Bill? Prettiest two pair you ever seen. Aces and eights. Jack McCall walked in and shot Hickok in the back of the head from point-blank range. Wild Bill died instantly. He was 39. 